visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, we're going to bring you a new edition of Jukebox Republic. But as always, we start off the week with Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, August 10th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Hello. Up next, we're going to hear how a British model survived in Taiwan, despite knowing only four Chinese characters. Then we'll be hearing about an unlikely connection uncovered in Taiwan between goosebumps and the treatment of hair loss. And, well, with COVID-19 keeping international travel off the table for most people, domestic tourism is booming, but it's tending to focus on a few small places. We're going to hear how the central city of Taichung is trying to stand out by teaching people how to enjoy some culture and beat the crowds at the same time. Well, um, it turns out that no typhoons can be a bit of a problem, if mm. you can believe it or not. Uh, to start off today, we're going to be talking about a famous tourist spot in eastern Taiwan called Jiaming Lake. It is uh, very popular among hikers because it is a very beautiful, almost like a mirror, mm -hmm. crystal blue lake, high in these pristine grass-covered mountains. It, it reminds me of, remember that old Microsoft XP uh, backdrop with the green hill? Oh, um, okay. You know what I'm talking about? It's, it was on the backdrop of every this, yeah. of every computer for a long time. It's sort of like that. And yeah. in the middle of it all is this, this beautiful landscape. You've got this sort of, uh, you know, perfect, pristine blue. Yeah. It's, Have you been there? No, but I've seen so many pictures. I'd love to go. Know, but it's, you know, to get that beautiful sight. Yeah, it's a really difficult hike. I think one of our... Colleagues might have made it, Francis, yeah. in a PR department. I'm not sure if that's one of those places you need a permit to go to either. Oh, um, I don't know. It could be. But unfortunately, uh, the lack of rain recently has caused the lake to almost dry up, leading oh, some no. people to compare it to looking more like a sunny-side-up egg. <laughs> Oh, um, we're sort of, it's kind of, I won't, don't want to say it's a drought necessarily, but uh, the Central Weather Bureau says they've looked at the figures for the past 12 years. The area's local rainfall on average in June and July is over 200 millimeters. And uh, there was even more than 800 millimeters in 2012, which I guess was in a particularly wet summer. Mm -hmm. This year, we're like 164. What? The number of rainy days in the areas in June and July was just 15, and not even much rain fell on those days. And mm -hmm. then, of course, no, we had the first ever July on record, I believe, with no typhoons. Right. Which I think are important to replenishing some yeah. water supplies Typhoon here. can be good for us sometimes. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, I, I think other islands sort of in this uh, latitude, roughly, I've heard Puerto Rico is similar. Like, oh, okay. hurricanes are really bad, but if they don't come, then you have drought conditions. It's oh. uh, it's a two extremes. Yes, um, a mountain guide there says that this apparently this might happen from time to time, but for it to happen in August is very unusual. Oh. Uh, usually, it's winter when the the levels drop. Uh -huh. um, yeah, in, and ordinary rain showers are will not do the job. You need a proper tropical rainstorm. <gasps> um, 
but uh, at least hikers may be disappointed, but the water supply, at least in the cabin near the lake, is still on. <laughs> Maybe they should turn the tap on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When, when will be the next time when we really get to see the, you know, the mirror-like? I know. Uh, it's, it's a sad photograph that I have yeah. because of the story. Oh. It looks like really... Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I say pray for the rain. Mm. No, I think a fair number of people in Taiwan are reasonably English proficient, but I guess not everyone is, um, especially, I don't know, mm-hmm. if you're not used to slowing down and, you know, using simpler words. Some people may have a hard time. Uh, but this one model yeah. who was working in Taiwan? Um, okay, so this is what happened. He's an English actor and model, um, Tom Adam Clark. He uh, recently was on a show of a YouTuber, Lex, and he said that he used four Chinese characters to survive in a foreign country, and he meant Taiwan. Okay, so he came to Taiwan because his soccer coach, that's funny. So he's an actor model, and a model, model and, and also a soccer player. Okay. Anyway, so his soccer coach said, while they were playing a game in the Philippines, his coach suddenly asked him, hey, would you want to compete in Taiwan? And because Tom is a travel lover, uh, lover so he said yes. But then he realized that the Chinese language was a big problem. So what do you think? Can you guess which four Chinese characters he survived on? Mm, okay. Uh, Where's the bathroom? Oh, that's what I would have thought of. Um, that's that's like, my survival. Where's the, <laughs> right, the, but, the powder no, room? No, it's got nothing to do with bathroom. Uh, I would like beer. <laughs> John, of course you would. Um, that's your favorite. Um, let's see. When you go to a restaurant. I'm giving you a hint. How much is this? Um, Actually, well, my time. I want the bill, please. <laughs> but before he he can pay, he would ask for the English menu, English菜单. Oh, <laughs> okay. Eating to him is very important. <laughs> but right. being able to order what he wants to eat, ask for an English menu. That's not always helpful though, because sometimes uh, the, the Taiwanese dishes it's it's very difficult to explain in English. I know. And uh, for instance. And some things that are, are actually quite nice, just because of the way they're often translated, sound very mm. unappetizing. I'm thinking specifically of, there's a type of mushroom-ish thing, and it's often translated as like ear fungus in English. Oh. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, more. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've wooden it. ear. It's not, but it's they, they hey, write more. ear fungus on the English menu, and you oh. go, well, I'm going to give that one a miss. <laughs> oh, that's that. true. I, You've got to make sure that they have the proper English, well, I don't English think there, menu. I don't think there is a proper English word for a lot of this. <laughs> or they'll use a long scientific name for some species that's... And nobody can pronounce. Like every, knows, Very, yeah. very common everyday you know, fruit yeah. or vegetable here, but just doesn't really have a well-known English. So it, I don't know, but okay. It worked for him. Yeah, it worked for him. But, but listen to this really funny. He said, even though he really loved Taiwan a lot and felt really welcomed in the country, he felt that the tone of the Mandarin language is really quite elusive. It's, it can be really hard to understand because um, he was saying that to illustrate his point, he recalled many times when he couldn't convey his sentence correctly to Taiwanese people. But what confused him the most was that when they would suddenly get it and repeat the same sentence, but which sounded exactly the same to him. I totally, I to- totally understand this because I'm terrible with tones too. Now with the Mandarin language, there are, four, 
I know this is embarrassing, isn't it? I mean, I still don't know how to use the phonetics system for writing Chinese, so I have to use the pinyin. It's really using、oh. English letters spelled yeah, out. Yeah, there is an alternative Taiwanese so, system. Yeah, and and so anyway, I I totally can understand this because I'm terrible with tones too, and my my husband and my kids they make fun of me because every time I get the wrong tone,、mm. and they just laugh. And it's it's annoying, <laughs> so I can totally understand this. Anyway, at the end of the video、uh, interview, Lexan asked Tom what he would change about Taiwan if he could. And after some serious thinking, Tom said that he would like Tom to think outside the box once in a while. And what he meant by this, well, he was saying, and, and I quote here, is that as he had often received the answer impossible when problems come up, he hoped Taiwanese people could try and find a solution without just following straight guidelines from time to time. So, do we do we do that? I, I yeah, don't I don't know. I wonder what he meant by that. But、um, guidelines. I mean, yeah, or maybe like to think from the foreign's point of view about you know like ordering at restaurants. I mean, what else can we do except give think outside the box? Outside the box. <laughs> what are we anyway, not, I don't think we're particularly. Lacking in imagination. I know because I mean, after all, Chinese people are very friendly, so do do anything to help you out. Yeah. And so,、um, yeah, even if the English menu is not written quite understandably,、um, I think they'll do their best to serve you some up some good food, and you can definitely be satiated,、hmm. you know, no matter what they serve you, because yeah, it's you know, there's such a an an array of different foods that we have here、yeah. in Taiwan. A research team at National Taiwan University has、uh, found that、uh, there may be a connection between goosebumps and the treatment of hair loss. I have to hear about this. I've really got to hear about this. All right. Well, so one of the people in, who was a、uh, important part of this study, which has been published in a journal called Cell, says that the biological mechanism behind baldness in men is closely connected to the sympathetic nervous system, which、uh, is. What、uh, does some unconscious actions like when your hair stands on end?、Um, <laughs> yeah, they started by analyzing goosebumps. This sounds、um, funny.、Uh, and you know what? When you maybe well, it, if you feel cold or you、yes. hear a stunning piece of music, and there's different reasons why that might happen.、Mm, watch a、um, horror movie. Yeah, man.、Yeah. Uh, in biological terms, it says here that this helps insulate the body from the cold. Um, and it's sort of a reflex that's left from our ancestors uh, against uh, perceived threats, because apparently, back when we had more hair, this would have made our ancestors look more imposing, larger.、It's、back、bushy. when we had more hair. Yeah, well, cats do it, right? Their hair goes round. Oh,、you know. okay, all right.、Um, I thought he meant like human. I mean,、right. that we used to have more hair than now. We did. It's、uh, yeah. We did. Oh, our, I mean,、uh, lengthwise. No, I mean like over the whole body, our you know hominid ancestors.、Um, ah, different.、Uh, but so this is where the baldness <laughs> part comes in.、Um, it says that these muscle reactions—they're called—I can't pronounce the Latin term here—but erector pili muscle reactions that are responsible for go- for goosebumps are almost entirely absent in affected areas where the hair falls out or people go bald.、Oh. It doesn't happen there anymore. No, we don't get goosebumps on our head. 
No, well, I mean, like that they're talking about the muscles that are responsible for. Oh, the muscles. Okay. They're responsible for, I guess, uh, both those things. They're, they're, they're absent. These uh, reactions. Oh. <laughs> um. So they found that ner- sympathetic nerves near hair follicle stem cells, they form structures that release adrenaline that makes them activate. They're hoping that uh, anyway that this research will contribute to the development of drugs that can activate the receptors that uh, help re- as a means of regenerating hair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So um, um, they've got some assistance from uh, Harvard and Rockefeller universities in the U.S. But, uh, yep, it's an article. Uh, cell types promoting goosebumps form a niche to regulate hair follicle stem cells. That is the full title of the article, <laughs> if you are interested. <laughs> Right. Well, we've uh, heard a lot about this new word, revenge tourism, which is when everyone floods the domestic tourism market. Uh, but it tends to, as we've noted in previous editions of Here in Taiwan, focus on a few popular sites. For instance, the islands off the coast. Yeah, well, everyone yeah. wants an island getaway. Mm. Unfortunately, space is limited, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's true of a couple other places on Taiwan proper as well. They've just been flooded. Uh, and... Taichung, which is a major city, I think Taiwan's second most populous city now, mm-hmm. it's a big city in, in central Taiwan. Their, their Cultural Affairs Bureau, uh, very smartly, I think, is uh, promoting these 26 sites around the city that heart have an artistic flair, but also are not crowded. Okay. Beat the crowds. Uh-huh. So if you want to beat the crowds, come to Taichung. That seems to be the message. But also, they have a surprising amount of public art in Taichung. Mm. I guess that's true. I've seen some public art there, but I haven't oh. hung around. Uh, yeah. Maybe these are less well-known sites. Um, and uh, it's actually promoting four different tours that are outlined on a map. So you can find these places because if you're not from there, it might be a bit difficult. Right. Um, and they're going to hold public events to promote these routes. Um, they have uh, more than 500 public art installations to choose from. A lot of them are in parks and elsewhere. And they're hoping that these tours, which feature some of the the best of the best, I guess, will get more people familiar with this and get people into some of the really nice small businesses they have there. Uh Um, I know that uh, Catherine and myself were both fans of one in particular, which is an amazing ice cream shop in Taichung. Opened in a former uh, ophthalmologist's office. Yes, and they have probably hundreds and hundreds of flavors to choose from. So, but they also mention a tea shop that uh, is quite famous and uh, patisserie. So, also the if you're into seafood, they have got a fishermen's association. So, all sorts of places where you can, in between browsing the art, uh, <laughs> go and and buy some local produce. Um, and uh, they actually have some architectural features as well. The Taichung, the National Taichung Theater, which is a really cool-looking building, very it futuristic is. looking, mm. uh, is part of one of them. Um, there's also a bicycle tour if you want to, you know, have a break from just walking. And this one lets you uh, go to a museum as well. There's a literature museum in Taichung, which I did not know, and uh, through local markets and i think my favorite one of all though uh starts at the railway station which is a beautiful old building uh Mm -hmm. in brick 
Um, mm. It's and then you go take a charter bus. So I guess this one is for lazy people like me. <laughs> you go to a fishing port and the Galme Wetlands, oh, which is a very wetlands. a very yeah. actually that place may be crowded. It was crowded when uh, I went there one time. Mm. Um, but uh, it's a place where you can wade in the water mm-hmm, quite mm-hmm. far out. Actually, it's like mm. a swampy coastline. But right. uh, when the tide comes goes out, uh, you can see all kinds of fiddler crabs, and they have a lot of uh, uh, windmills in the oh. distance. It's a pretty nice place to watch the sunset. Oh, I so, know. Um, often when we think of uh, tourism, we think of avoiding the big cities, but uh, they're saying that this is a center of culture, you got to come see it, and we can guarantee there won't be crowds. <laughs> Sounds like a good place to go. So when you think of rail travel in Taiwan, I mean, there are people who enjoy our our train enthusiasts here, enjoy train spotting, traveling by train. But it's not the sort of place where, for instance, you could board one of those rail carriages with a dining car and a sleeper, like bunk beds. It's definitely not like the (laughs) Trans-Siberian railway or anything like that. Because, I mean, you know, from, from tip to tip on the Taiwan island, it's probably what what five or six hour drive, so um maybe a so bit more than that. But uh, by train, you would never spend overnight. You know, it wouldn't take you like right. overnight. And yeah. we have like a bullet train, so it's like cheap. yeah, that can that significantly cut down the amount of time. Right. But the thing is, we're talking about tourism, domestic tourism, staying home and seeing, enjoying, appreciating what's in our own backyard. Uh, they've already talked about what they're called rail cruises. And they're trying to make rail travel more exciting and luxurious for people who want to do it for its own sake rather than to get somewhere, you Mm -hmm. know. So they're going to launch new trains, which includes sleeping cars, over the coming years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, To accommodate to this market. Uh Um, I bet a lot of Japanese tourists will be arriving because there are so many people who love, who are just like train lovers from Japan. They do seem to be a particularly large yeah. group of, of uh, train enthusiasts here. Mm. Um, and the goal is to make the most of the island's mountain landscapes and also coastal scenery, which in some parts of Taiwan really is stunning. Yes. Um, also, their, their famous uh, set meals, which are ever popular, uh, are going to be getting pride of place. But they're going to have six new flavors or sets for release too, to try and liven things up a bit. Oh, okay. Uh, they're going to have more creative merchandising, and they're just trying to make it look nicer. That they're trying to improve aesthetics. So, do we already have dining cars? I know they at the so most. They would, the yeah. most is if you're on the bullet train, they will come around with a snack cart. Yeah, that's about it. Just, I mean, you don't have any longer than two hours to wait. No. So, and they've got vending machines. Right. Um, that's about it, though. Mm. Um, and I think recently, I think although they've ended this, they stopped serving food on trains because of concerns about COVID. Yeah. Um, so they're trying to, yeah, they, they actually uh, raked in a record high in revenue last year, this rail company, and they're trying to... Uh, our national rail carrier to to make it even more attractive. Mm, Okay. Um, Sounds fun. Yeah. Something um, different to do, you know? I think, oh, they're going to have five themed trains too, uh, targeting various tourist markets. And they're going to, 
hopefully have all this together uh, by the, what they're calling the year of rail travel, which is they've decided it's going to be 2022. Okay. Hopefully we can get rid of COVID by then. <laughs> One couple from the Philippines recently, I think it was recently, had a very memorable trip through Taiwan and made yeah. a video about it. Right. Actually, I don't know how recent, or maybe this was just before COVID-19. I'm not sure. It doesn't say. They spent a long time editing the footage, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, he actually spent a week. So, But um, anyway, so we're talking about Vincent Hablan and his fiance, And um, they just love Taiwan. And uh, basically, they loved it for its culture, food, and the cityscapes. Now, um, Vincent is 31-year-old photographer from the Philippines. And he was talking to China Post, one of our English papers here. And he said he spent as much as eight to nine months a year on a merchant ship. That's his job. And he repeats the same tedious work day to day for the past 10 years. So he felt like so imprisoned every time doing the same work, you know. And so travel is his way of, um, you know, of vacation. You think and he'd want to stay home. Oh, He's no. on a ship all year. <laughs> but um, maybe flying for a change, you know, mm. flying here. But anyway, so he really, really, um, he and his fiance really, really love Taiwan for the many wonderful things and um, they mostly traveled in northern part of Taiwan, and the video you could tell that he would um, most some some of the times he he would angle it so that it's from the back of his fiance. So it's like you know, sort of like you know, from her point of view, looking at Taipei One Hundred One, looking at the mountains, mm. looking at, at night market and that kind of stuff. So um, and then waterfalls, beautiful. He got some really wonderful catches of different waterfalls throughout Taiwan. They visited uh, Shifen and Jiufen and um, Ximending. So the first two is like, you know, waterfalls and more uh, out in the suburbs, uh, countryside rather. Yeah, it's pretty out there. Yeah, Ximending is um, more like downtown Taipei uh, for young people and everything. Um, so the trip was so memorable to them that he decided to propose to her, um, <laughs> right? I think it was um, right uh, in that big plaza of that um, Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall, the big oh. open space there. Oh, wow, that is yeah. a big space. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but um, he he took his time editing because he said it was just beautiful. He, You know, it's something like this. You have to take your time and not rush through making a beautiful video out of it. And I think that's why China Post saw the video and wanted to interview him, I guess. And um, they say that they will come back again. Well, because, when it's possible. Yeah, well, yeah. And um, because they and, and then uh, explored the southern part of Taiwan. Yeah, I was going to say they missed out a, a good chunk of the best parts. Yeah, because of time, you know, restrictions. So that's why they could only travel in the northern part. But next time, they definitely couldn't come back and explore the southern part, the mountains, Alisan forest, the countryside. And um, they're just really going to look forward to that. Yeah. Well, I think uh, definitely they should take the time to look down the East Coast, too. That's my favorite bit of the, the island. Oh, yeah, that too. Maybe that's a third trip <laughs> for uh, maybe. doing that. Hey, yeah. maybe by the time they're able to come back, they'll have those rail sleeper cars. Oh, that's sleeper a, cars. That we don't have to worry about booking a hotel, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So makes it all fun. And dining on the train, different menus and set menus and all that. That would be something. Yeah, I feel like... Um, 
I will actually take a weekend trip on one of those because it's just such a pain like having to book somewhere and figuring these things out and a lot of them are of course booked to capacity now so i'm usually not the one planning i kind of really? like follow along and somebody else plan i love all the different bnbs that we have here in taiwan i'm proud of them there's some of them are really nice so if you get a whole bunch of friends and you get to a whole you know um a whole building to yourself right which I've is like two or three floors right, yeah I've done that. I, those are great yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do here. I hope that they're able to come back soon and uh, maybe take their honeymoon here, right? Mm, right. Well, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Shirley Lin. We're going to have a bit more of Shirley in just a moment on Jukebox Republic, so please stay tuned for that. Just tune into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. When I checked KKBox music charts for Mandarin Chinese songs last week, the same artist appeared a total of 12 times on the top 50 hits. I said, I've got to know who this artist is. It, it turned out that it, it's uh, Soozi, and he's a rapper. Now, you might not be into rap music, but these are short, two to three minutes long each. So let's find out what makes him tick lately. Here's Soozi with the song Follow You. I'm a 
like I was, I will follow you. I will follow you. I will follow you. I will follow you. Girl, I fall in love with you. Falling through your mood, kinda do do do. So that was Soozi with the song "Follow You." You just tuned into Jupas Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, Radio Taiwan International. Like I was saying, I was checking the KKBox music charts, and I found that this guy he was in the top fifty a total of twelve times. That means twelve songs made it into the top fifty. It's amazing. So he's a rapper, but actually he was previously a member of MJ One One Six. If you remember. Um, that's a rap band that's been singing like twelve years. Anyway, before I go on though, if you think that you haven't heard enough from Soozi just now to figure out if you like him or not, here's another song for you. This one is called "Don't Worry About Me." Don't 不要轻说打倒你不能自送没人听了
So, like I said, Soozi was a member of MJ One One Six. That's a rap band that's been like singing twelve years. To recap, they were a group of three boys who went to the same school in Muzha District in Taipei City.、Um, how they came up with that name?、Uh, MJ stands for Muzha. I mean the initials, and one one six was the zip code or the postal code. It's just as simple as that. And so along the same line, Soozi. Which means a slim guy. Okay, it's his nickname. He gave himself another name, which is Yi、uh, Sou, which、uh, you know, like spelled with E, the alphabet E, and then Sou S O. Well, that's the name of the street he lives on in Muzha Yi Sou's Jie, right? Yi Sou Street. So that's how he gave himself another name besides Soozi. So he's got two nicknames, I guess. And before I had thought that, wait, what is Soozi? Iso.、Um, Now, does that mean that Iso is actually transcribed from his Chinese name Soozi? But then it didn't seem right, and then I thought, well, maybe Soozi in Taiwanese is Iso, but that's not right either.、Uh, so, anyway, so it was just the street name of yeah, the name of the street that he lives on. Anyway, Soozi, he's I guess he's tall and thin because he's 183 centimeters tall, and he used to be a break dancer, but then he Got into an accident, he hurt himself, so he couldn't dance anymore, and that's so he settled for you know rapping. And the group MJ One One Six was doing really well until January twenty nineteen.、Um, you know, at the end of a live concert that they had, they announced that they were going to go solo, but not disbanding. Solo, but not disbanding. So whatever you want to take that to mean, at least we know that Soul went solo and is doing very well. I think the other two also went solo too, but anyway. But I mean, you know, Soz has got to be doing really well. He's got twelve songs on top fifty, and in fact,、um, we're just going to break it for two more songs. How's that? Here's change, and the other one got a Chinese name for the title for a change. Tsunzan Tadamei.、Um, that means praise her beauty. I wanna change you, baby. Please, I'm trying to change you, baby. We love each other in the first place. Shit, I want me out of the same. See, I don't wanna change you, baby. Please, I'm trying to change me, baby. 老了一圈回到原点，你要不赶紧换另一位。没有说话，总是低着头，心动没入脚，还在牵着手。一路浮云，我却想要抓的龙。空间连接，身边的路人都变成兵马俑。你曾经问我怎样才算 perfect match， 我没有跟你说过，在我见你第一面。如今我更不确定你想要的改变，我能不能不当你家人想要的图片？我每天对着镜子练习，身上的口子需要扣掉，哪里才算得体？这里的音乐清单换掉了再回的陷阱，我只有国中毕业证书是否不够陪你？ Baby, you don't need a change. I don't feel no shame. 我不需要你的任何改变。我深爱着你，是谁 ？I'm sorry, I was panicking. 以为这样才是对。忘记什么让我们的快乐只是在这。I don't wanna change you, baby. Please, I'm trying to change you, baby. We love each other in the first place. 现在我们要的是谁 ？See, I don't wanna change you, baby. Please, I'm trying to change you, baby. 老了一圈回到原点，你要不赶紧换另一位？态度，因为你只想要当你，会让你哭。如果我只做我自己，都是白痴。两个人只保护自己。I can't save you, I can't blame you. 
把脖子翘得太紧，我的 run away。你的问题想猜证明，不敢随便回。You say you hate me, but you love me, get me come and play. You say you hate me, but you love me, 你得攻下位。消耗的菜，却只是误会。话题不在，要么当小圈 ，baby that's fine。不算太坏，看却能找回来。消耗的菜，却只是误会。话题不在，要么当小圈 ，baby that's fine。不算太坏，看却能找回来。I wanna change you, baby. Please don't try to change you, baby. We love each other in the first place. 现在我们要的是谁？ See, I don't wanna change you, baby. Please don't try to change me, baby. 绕了一圈回到原点，你要不干脆换另一位。Souls chose a lot of,、um, literally, you know, English titles for most of his songs, and、uh, I'm I'm kind of impressed because he and his buddies they hated school. They were terrible at studies, and、um, you know that's why they turned to playing music. But I guess at least Souls mastered some, you know, enough English for his songs. But、uh, from an interview that he did for Elle magazine, fashion magazine, he seems like a smart guy. 
he knew that in the beginning, you know, when it, you know, if you want to go into the entertainment field, um, you have to play the games that they play, you know, in 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 um, in showbiz. And he said that music is an art, but it's also a commercial commodity. That is so true, because once you master playing things your record company wants you to do, then it's only then that you can play what you want to play, or do what you want to do, like make your own music, write your own music, and do what you like, not necessarily following the trend. And and maybe that's why he's successful. So he um, was saying that. Uh, uh, like when he was with MJ116, 80% um, of the music that they made was what they wanted. But then the, the other 20% was compromise. They had to compromise 20% to produce the music that their record company wants. You know what I mean? So you have to compromise somewhat. Otherwise, you'll never have a release. You never get your music out there. And in fact, I've seen raw, talented singers who were really innocent and clean to start off with, and then they had to conform to the norm. So, which, what I mean is that, you know, they, they got dressed up, you know, they, 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 they slapped on with heavy makeup, you know, they, they get their hair dyed a bright red or pink or yellow, and then they became, you know, for some, they became like sex symbols because that's how record companies make money, Right. I mean, they can't bet on something they're not sure would sell. And then another thing in the interview, Soza said that all artists, you know, should go through struggles and challenges because that's where you get strength. That's where you get power. You know, that's, that's where you make good music, I guess. So when he was asked in the interview if he had any struggles, and he said he did, he didn't want to show his face at all. But this world wants to see your face. They, they, they just want to see what you look like. And um, he just wishes that one day he can do a release without showing his face because he just wants people to listen to his music. That's all. So I'm going to end with two more songs. Um, this next one is called Something I Don't Need. The inspiration came from when he was on vacation on an island in the Philippines. And he was staying in one of those bamboo huts, you know, that built on stilts. And, um, and he was wearing shorts and having a beer. And then some 200 meters away from him on the beach, he saw these bulldozers, you know, that were trying to cut down coconut trees to build like a five-star resort. And he thinks that he'll still be happier than those people who are eventually going to stay at that hotel, that resort. So that's how he came with the song, Something I Don't Need. And then the one after that would be, I Wish I Was There. Thank you so much for tuning in to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and here's Sozi, the skinny guy. So 
到今天白云美景，换一片 coconut trees。I'm thinking about something I don't need. 为星火，为我注意，我宁可让这慢慢舞。I'm thinking about something I don't need. Big car, big house, luxury. 塞满我的大脑里，不带俗气。一把火色调棺材，再见了一生的爱。孤男马大的 my friend， don't need nothing hold you back。抬头看看，我的 Starry Night， 有天我还会回来。There's something left， 我早该知道，早该知道。有天我会美丽，记忆到没有了意义。我早该知道，早该知道。少着灯火的森林，珍重你后的结局。要从荒岛将爱痛睡着，树越看越贵，舍不得性格配体。好几天白云美景，换一片 coconut trees。I'm thinking about something I don't need， 为星火，为我注意，我宁可让这浪漫。Something I don't need. Big car, big house, luxury. 塞满我的大脑里，不带俗气。我喜欢你原本的样子，不用为我改。Baby, I don't like you， 但我给你 better life。我想要让你觉得快乐，我随时在这，熬夜聊天白色，讯息内容彩色。有你在的地方，我的唱着觉得太热，四目相对，好像旁边的人都不在这。Uh, yeah, we ride all night， 昂贵的珠宝你全都不想带。当我冷在夜店 ，get into a fight，Only you can hold me down。Find my better side， 待在屏幕里的情人朋友常来乱路，只要你还在听，我能抛掉所有控诉。有你，我没有资格抱怨，要怎么动怒？还有多久才能见面，讲到两相处？像没介意，所以半个地球的厮杀跟我就像是敌对。人在伦敦帮你买个纪念，提前保证下个礼拜你的生日啊，我必定。今晚出门穿的迷人，让我帮你挑。肩上你的妆容美满，画的有点高。爱你享受自己的样子啊，有点骚美，让你们知道送你出门后心情有点糟。
RTI, exercise for your mind. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.